The content of this recording is copyrighted by Sandler Systems, LLC. All rights reserved. This is the Building Blocks of Success with Glenn Matson. Welcome back to the Building Blocks of Success. In these sessions, we're going to be talking about the behavior side of the of a success triangle. Really, today is all about goals and dreams and how to actually set up goals. Let's first talk about really what is the difference between dreaming and goals. Look, we've all been there. We have daydreams. You're in the middle of a meeting. Maybe you're driving down the street. You look at someone else's car. You look at a place that someone lives. Maybe you're looking at someone happy or fit or whatever it may be in life, but you see something that you would like. Well, those are dreams. We think about things like that. And our brain is amazingly powerful, especially if you're visually based and putting all these great pictures into our head, almost like a movie projector of what it would look like of us being there. So, you know, goal, uh, dreams in the back of our head are fantastic. That's really the little child inside of you that's saying, hey, man, wouldn't it be nice to have that? Wouldn't it be cool to own this? Wouldn't it be nice to feel this way, right? Or have this happen again in my life? So, you know, dreams are fantastic and, and, and dreams are needed. Dream is really the basis of all our goals. So dreaming is very important. We have to continue to dream, think outside the box. If you can think it, my God, you've heard all the one-liners, right? If, if you can think it, you can achieve it, right? Uh, depending on your spirituality, some would say that, that, that if you have, or someone gave you the ability to think it, then they give you the ability to get it, right? So we don't have to go through all the cliches, but at the end of the day, if you have a vision in your mind of what you would like to accomplish in life, then you can accomplish it. The question is, do you want to put in the hard work to get there? So dreams are really important. Right? Now, we all have dreams as, as young kids, and we have dreams now, right? I had a dream, I remember way back when, that early on, and it doesn't make a difference if it makes sense or doesn't, it's personal, right? So I remember when I was a kid, there's one person in our town that drove around in an S-Class, 560, and he also had a two-seater, big boy in the two-seater. I said to myself, now that's it. Now, of course, he was the wealthiest person in our town, owned all the real estate, super nice person. But when you saw him in town, show up at the sporting events, know they, all the great vacations they went on, it wasn't the car that I loved, although it is. It was also what the car represented. You drove around in my town in a Mercedes. First of all, you were doing great. But that one was the best one of them all. And it was very black and white on what it meant to me. So there I am as a young kid looking at this car going, my God, wouldn't that be nice? Then in high school, went on a lacrosse recruiting trip. One of the captains of the team, parents, car dealer, he had one at school. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, but stay with it. I remember going into the city because where I was at school, the city was about an hour away. So we drove into New York City maybe three or four times throughout my four years at college. And this one time we're driving in and I can remember sitting in the back seat, my legs fully extended and not hitting the seat in front of me, which meant it was an enormously huge car. And I'm 6'5". And I have three big brothers also. And we grew up in smaller cars. So just sitting in a car that was that big was just monumental. And the feel of being in the car just impacted me. I've always wanted one. So here I am in my 30s, contemplating getting one. Sure, I can afford it. I've been busting my butt to get one. I've always wanted one. 
we have to have the ability to dream, but we also have to understand that dreams are not goals. Unless you put a plan together, a dream is nothing more than a whisper in your mind. They come and go. So a dream is a hope. It's a wish. It's a desire. A goal is an objective. A goal is something you will achieve. A goal is not a hope. A goal is not a, wouldn't that be nice? A goal is something that you're going to fight heaven and earth for to achieve. A goal has a plan. It has a due date. It has checkpoints, a proficiency, scorecards, if you want to call it that. Goals are something that you look at on a weekly basis. Goals are something that you would fight for adamantly. There is a massive difference between the two. So I want to connect the dots on how to convert your dreams, your thoughts, your wishes to actual objectives. So let's take the journey of actually how to set up goals. Let's go through this. There is a, about 11 to 12 steps that we're going to go through. So let's walk through these. I want to show you how we do this. We had a program every December for, my gosh, 20 years. I mean, we did a lot of live training and it was called Dream Book and then Cut and Paste. It was some of the funnest sessions we've ever had. Dream Book was the process I'm going to walk you through right now. Is how do you go from having all these dreams and thoughts in your head, things you want to have in life, to, but to actually have an actionable plan? That's the, that's the Dream Book. But then the cut and paste part is that actually now that you've had your dreams converted to goals, let's put those goals onto a dream board, a goal board, which is you actually go and cut and paste. You open up magazines, you cut out what you're going to be fighting for, and you put it onto your board, vision board. You go talk to some people who've done vision boards. It's amazing the success that they have. We used to have about 100, 250 people in this, this room when we do it every December. And every one of our clients could bring friends and family members to the event. So imagine having 100 people there. We had literally thousands of magazines all over the tables with all the markers and glue and people putting together vision boards after we spent three hours doing goal setting. Remember Joe, who is a general agent, brought his son. And here's his 12-year-old son going through what his goals were. It was great. Now, everyone brought family members and friends, but little Joey sticks out of my head. He put together his goals. And when I asked those that wanted to share their vision board, I was delighted to see that little Joey raised his hand. It was kind of ironic because his dad would never raise his hand in public like that to share. But here's his son, first one to raise his hand. He stands up and says, as everyone has to do, explain your vision board. Why are those pictures important to you? And what does it mean for you? So here's little Joey gets up and explains what his vision board was. And, you know, 25 years ago, I don't remember everything that was on there, but he walks through very important things that he wanted to do. It was kind of cute too, because he also put up another vision board that says, for me to achieve these, these are the things I have to eat. And these are the things I have to do. He was sleeping at night and, you know, it was kind of cute. And he had a, an eating board also, right? How to make sure he had vitality. But one of the things he had on his vision board was he wanted a cat. He wanted a kitten. He wanted to have a pet. And someone in the room, as he was talking, said, is your dad here? So big Joey raised his hand. And the woman in the back of the room says, the picture, the third one from the right in the upper corner, are you and your wife okay with that? And of course, that was the picture of a kitten. And the father said, absolutely. The woman stood up and said, I have kittens at home. And if you would like to have a kitten, you can come over to my house and you can pick any one of them that you would like to have. And here's a 
young boy took a day out of school to be here with all of us to go through dream books and a vision board. And he had the courage to get up and share his vision with everybody. He shared it. And while he shared it, he actually achieved it. Imagine being a 10-year-old, learning how to convert goals, things in your head, dreams into goals, and then putting a plan together and sharing it. And the second you share it, you achieve it. It was amazing. The kid started tearing up. The woman came up and gave him a hug. It was epic on how young he was to learn that you can convert something you want in your head to a plan and achieve it. So let's take that journey of how to convert our goals into behaviors. First step is this. Remember, what I'm trying to share with you is not just business related, but more times than not, we have to hit business goals to achieve personal goals. So let's look at this. Number one, remember, there's going to be a handful of steps. Number one, first thing you need to do is to get eight pieces of paper. Eight. These pieces of paper need to be unlined. Just get it from your copier. It's best when it's lined. Your mind is thinking very intellectually. I just want you to dream. So it's better to have no lined paper. I want eight pieces of paper. Those eight pieces of paper are going to eight, represent eight areas of your life. Each piece of paper is going to have a header on it. I want you to write these down on each piece of paper, and then we're going to get a step two. So what I'd like you to do on the first one is write down the word personal. Take the next piece of paper on the top of that one, write down the word business. Third piece of paper, family. Fourth piece of paper, health. Fifth piece of paper, spiritual. Sixth piece of paper, financial. Seventh and eighth are attitudinal and behavioral. With eight pieces of paper, I want you to put all eight pieces of paper on your table with the headers on them. What I'd like you to do within each of these eight pieces of paper is now we're going to go to start on level two. So the second step after you've identified your eight pieces of paper is to, on each piece of paper, write down everything that you would love to have in that area of your life. So step one was just to, to, to jot down the titles for each one. Step two is you pull, pick each one up one by one and jot down all your, 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 your dreams in that area. So when it comes to financial, write them down. Where do you want to be in a year from now, two years from now, five years from now? How much you want to be saving? What do you want to retire at? So write down all your financial objectives. What about saving for the kid's college, paying off your own, some of your own debts? What are your financial goals? So just jot them down. And every time you write it, write one of them down, if you can turn your piece of paper a little bit and turn it a little bit. It does not have to be organized, your list. As a matter of fact, I'd like it if it was even all over the place a little bit, but write down everything that you want in that area. Now, this is really important as you're writing it down. Do not put limitations on yourself. Don't say things like, well, yeah, that'd be nice to have, but I can't have that. That's the crap in between your ears that's holding you back. So there are no limits when it comes to your dreams. There's none. So I want you to include the tangible and the intangible. Don't prejudge, just jot them down. Whatever you think you want in life, plop it down. So now that you have eight areas, each piece of paper has all the things that you would love to accomplish on that piece of paper. Remember, when you're jotting them down, no prejudgments, don't discount, no limits. There is no fence posts in your brain. The only ones that are created are by you. So this is limitless. Let's get down to number three. 
after you've taken a look at each page, all the things that you would love to have, pull up each page and give me due dates. Now, when I say a due date, what I mean by that is either it has to be by a year or a month in a year. So you could say, I want to have that by a December 2023, or you could say, would love to achieve that in 24. Due dates are critical. Without a due date, it is not a goal. So go through and do all your due dates. That's step number three. Step number four is now pick them up and ask yourself, did what I wrote down, is it a must to have or is it a nice to have? What I mean by that is for each of your pages, each of your eight areas, identify the ones that on each page that you're willing to fight for. What are the ones that are, yeah, it'd be nice to have, but this is an absolute need. This is an absolute, I'm going to fight hell or high water to get this. So some that you write down are, yeah, they're kind of nices. They're second or third levels. And there's going to be some that are absolute first levels. So step four is pick the ones that you're willing to fight for, the willing, the ones that are absolutely critical for you sitting in front of you on all eight, eight pieces of paper. Now realize you may find out that one of the, the things that you have down in your eight areas, for instance, spiritual or, or health or family, I'm not sure, you may find out that as you look through it, none of what you have down jumps out at you as a must-have right now. That is an absolute critical. So you're not going to have potentially a critical area in each of your eight areas. You also may have two or three criticals in one area, right? You may want to lose weight, have a better relationship with the kids, right? those type of things. So don't assume that each area is only going to have one must-have. So after you've identified your must-haves, those are typically ones that I circle, right? So you write down all the things you want, put your due dates next to it, go through it and say, hey, man, hell or high water, which ones are the ones that are your musts, your musts, and to circle those. Step five, take a look at everything that you circled and move it over to another document. Take a look at what you wrote down. And I need you to ask yourself two things. When you have each of these things written down, what I'd like you to do now is prioritize it. So what you've done is you have eight areas of your life. You jotted down all your, your dreams. Within each area, you put down due dates. Within each area, you picked your musts. You took all the musts, you moved it over to another document. You look at that and you say, okay, let's prioritize it. Now, after you prioritize it, now we're going to step number six. Step number six is making sure there's no afterburn. So after you prioritize it, you got to ask yourself, do I have any conflicting goals here? And you have to be on the same page about that. So for instance, I had someone the other day that when I was going through their goals, they had down that they wanted to have dinner at home four nights a week during the work week. Yet I looked at their business goals and one of it had to do with getting a master's, which meant that for them, they would be out of the house three nights a week studying. They also had down a designation for work that they need to get done. And that's also at night. So by sitting there, I mentioned, well, to achieve those two business goals, you're not going to hit that personal goal. So which one's going to win? Let's do it now before the goals start, because they're going to have competing goals. They're going to be competing for your time. So we can know right up front, it's not going to work out. That's called afterburn. So all that means is they had a conversation with a significant other. Um, for this quarter, I'm going to be working a lot during the nighttime. But moving forward after that, then I'm going to go back to 
their personal goal for the family and the time. So realize there's going to be some alterations that you have to make to make sure there's no afterburn. So afterburn is competing goals that you don't realize are competing against each other. And usually about three or four months into your goals program, you're confused because you're trying to achieve business goals and personal goals. Yet if they're not aligned with others, you're going to have competing goals. And without realizing it, that's when we have a lot of afterburn. So we want to make sure we eliminate that. Now, Let's get to the fun part now. Now we have this master list of all these different areas that we want to go after. We prioritized it and we eliminated or we reorder the prioritization after we figured out afterburn. That leads us now to step number seven. Step number seven is about SMARTER goals. SMARTER goals is an acronym. SMARTER stands for specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, time-bound, enjoyable, and rewarding. So specific, let's go through these in one second. Right? So they, they should be kind of easy to understand. That's why they're an acronym. And so when we look at it, specific, you just can't say, I want to earn more money. You have to be very specific on how much you want to earn. You want to grow a client base. You have to be very specific on what that client base growth is going to look like. No wishy-washy words when you come to goal setting. Wishy-washy word has multiple meanings. Things like a lot or less. Right? I want to eat less. No, you have to be very specific. We also have to have it measurable. You can't track anything. You can't track your progress unless it's measurable. So if it's not measurable, it's useless. Then we have attainable. Attainable, what I mean by that is, yes, goals should be a stretch. Goals should not be something easy. But attainable also means that you believe that you can get it. It ain't going to be easy, but you can get there. We talked about wildly outrageous goals. If you have those, you already believe in your brain that you can't get it. So therefore, they are, and they are documentably demotivating, wildly outrageous goals. So make sure they're attainable. But it also means that they're not easy. You're supposed to be nervous. You're supposed to have some doubt when you do your goals, but they have to be attainable. Next is they have to be relevant. You have to have goals that are relevant. <laughs> you can't set goals that, that don't make sense for you or, you, or or that they interrelate or they compete against others. That's afterburn. So they have to be relevant. They have to be something that means something to you. So you're willing to fight for it. You need a time bound. Right? Time bound is, is that if you don't have time stamps on these things, then how are you going to know if you're achieving it or not? Right? Um, you should have making sure that your time frame is long-term or short-term. If it's long terms, awesome. If it's a short term, understand it, but understand your due dates. You've got to have timestamps. Next piece is enjoyable. If you're doing things that aren't going to be enjoyable for you, the long-term rate of continuation is very low. Now realize enjoyable doesn't mean forever. There's going to be some things that you may have to do that are going to be unenjoyable for a short time period. Could be three days, three months, a year. But long-term, it will be enjoyable. So sometimes you have to go through stuff to get there. But understand your goals, your end result should be enjoyable. And lastly, it has to be rewardable. So when we look at these smarter goals, we have to have go through the process of looking at what we want to achieve and then putting the plan together. So after we've done the smarter goals, then we go to step eight, which is creating the timeline for each one. 
That is putting together a master of all the action steps, all the things that need to be done on a timeline. So that you have a scorecard every week and every month of all the things that you need to be doing to get to where you want to be at the end of the quarter, right? So think about it. If you have a personal goal and it's X, all right, well, where do you have to be in six months? All right, where do you have to be in nine months and three months to accomplish your six months and your 12 months? Well, to hit your three months, where do you need to be in month one and two to get there? Well, to get to where you want to be in month one, what do you have to do in week one, two, or three to get there? Remember, you have to break large goals down to bite-sized pieces. That's the whole saying about you can't eat an elephant in one goal, you have to bite down. So all things have to be broken down to bite-sized pieces. So create your timeline. Number That's number nine, right? Now let's get to, from where we sit, the next piece, right? Of, of, of we created smarter goals. We got the timeline for each of them. Then we're going to go to step nine. Step nine is really share it with your friends. The more people you share it with, the more that are going to know it. The more that know it, the higher possibility of attaining it. Sharing it with friends is amazing. Absolutely amazing. You're also going to find when you share it with friends, you may get some that are going to add value to it and or maybe even give you some insights. The last piece that you want to take a look at is step number 10 is review regularly, review on a weekly basis. I review mine every Saturday morning over my first cup of coffee to make any adjustments or pivots. It also makes me feel good when I'm hitting my benchmarks. It also makes me feel good when I'm outside my comfort zone to hit those benchmarks. But if I'm doing things that are not the results that I was expecting, I can make pivots the following week so that we're never behind the eight ball. So always remember, when you're looking at creating goals, Go from dreams, eight areas of your life, jot them all down, put on your due dates, pick the ones that are absolute must-haves versus the nice, prioritize those, make sure you have no afterburn. With whatever you put down, now it's time to make it smarter goals. Once you've done that, put your timeline together, share with as many people as possible, and then make sure that you review it on a regular basis. Next class, we're gonna be talking about how to make sure you live the lifeline and drive execution to those plans you put together. This is the Building Blocks of Success with Glenn Matson. 